0: Skjegg! 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 you're right a lot of people did die
1: they did not have a good run in this one at all hello
0: everyone and welcome to skull viking age podcast Oh, is that what we're doing i am luke hunsaker and today i'm joined with
2: nate cunningham and melina
1: Chavez.
0: and we're here to talk about some vikings and some histories um we've covered uh slightly the uh Viking Age in both uh, France and Ireland, but uh, this time I thought it would be cool for us to talk about some of the other raids that may be slightly less known to mm-hmm. people, because a lot of people know the British Isles and then, you know, Greenland, Iceland, stuff like that. they have at least heard of them. But a lot of people don't really know about the Viking raids into the Iberian Peninsula and into the Mediterranean, which... I have limited knowledge, so I really liked researching this stuff to kind of broaden my knowledge on it. So it's going to broaden everybody's knowledge.
2: Yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah. Like, I like how we're going northerly and just slowly making our way south for the winter.
0: And then eventually we will go far, far west <laughs> and talk about that one Carl Urban movie, which is 100% historically accurate. Which one? I have no idea what you're talking about. Pathfinder? I don't I'm familiar see that with the one. RPG system. When he's a. <laughs> when he's a viking child raised in by native americans I've and then the vikings come back and he has to help them fight them off
2: are you sure you're not thinking of dances with wolves <laughs> no that's avatar <laughs> or fern Gully,
0: <laughs>
2: which is also avatar, <laughs> which is also avatar. Yes. or pocahontas which is also, also avatar, avatar. Yep, yep. i hate that movie
0: yeah, it's not good i mm. didn't like
2: any of those other movies so why would i like avatar
0: and don't worry you get eight more <laughs> um in theory it's been 10 years well, Disney bought them. So uh, now they're going to be forced down our gullet in the lieu of Star Wars movies.
2: In lieu of Star Wars, I'm fine. Because, you know.
0: You need something.
2: I would like to continue to like Star Wars. And after Solo, we're getting a little off topic. Yes.
0: Back to the Mediterranean. Um, back to the Mediterranean. So
2: Solo was terrible um, and I will fight anyone over it. So I mean, I-
1: you're not wrong. It wasn't that great, but it wasn't that bad. Yes, it
2: was. To the Mediterranean.
0: To yeah. the Mediterranean. Um, so for those who might not know, the Iberian Peninsula is uh, Spain and Portugal. Portugal. Um, and yeah, so th- it, it kind of makes sense. The Vikings first, they went you know, down to France and did all that stuff down there. And they're like, they probably found maps. And were like, like, what, what is all this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think their more. first clue
2: was the fact that the coast continued.
0: <laughs> Where is it
2: just didn't is stop. The I'm like, oh.
0: Let's go further. And then they it's found gap. a gap. <laughs> oh, hey, let's go that way. Yeah. It's just like exploring any map on any game. I'm like, oh, there's a corner I haven't taken. Let's All right, follow it. turn left. <laughs> we will fill the whole map. Um, but uh, so in the Iberian Peninsula, there were, there were Viking raids. They weren't quite as successful as they were in um, like Francia and in Britannia and that whole area. I think that's mostly uh, because of the uh, um, the weather. Well, the weather. They're not and, used to and, fighting in warm weather. And the the distance from their home base, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So these ones had to be like big expeditions to go do this. They had to bring a lot of stuff with them. And I think at a point they were like, "Oh, we're just going to keep going. We need to start." You know, they fought more to get more supplies to refill their supplies. And the more battles that you're doing.
2: The weaker you get The overall. weaker you
0: get, and the more the word is spread of, hey, there's some fucking Vikings coming down this river. Um,
2: or sometimes pillaging Vikings. They,
0: they, they will be, you <laughs> no, know, oh they could be down around the corner <laughs> in a couple months. So yeah. be prepared. Like um, their
2: main strength was surprise raids. Or mm-hmm.
1: at this point it wasn't.
2: Yeah. Or if your neighbors know. are saying, hey, build a wall, get yourself a ballista. <laughs> Yeah. yeah well, um, put a chain across your river.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so, so like, like I was saying, some of the raids, in, uh, especially in Spain, they were crushed by uh, the Kingdom of uh, Austria uh, or the Emirate armies, which were from Morocco, North Africa, that were in the, the bottom part of the Iberian Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, the first recorded Viking raid on the Iberian Peninsula was in 844 when the Vikings entered the Garonne. I hope I said that right. I think so. And it would
2: be a first for us.
0: Yes, Gallica and Austria. I think um, it's Galicia. Galicia is it? Galicia. Maybe, maybe. We'll say Galicia. Um, when Vikings attacked uh, Corona, um, which is a city now in Spain, uh, they were met by the armies of King Ramiro I uh, of Austrias, and was they were just wiped out. Um, Seventy? Oh no, sorry. Uh, yeah, the, the biggest uh, cause of casualties was the Galatians uh, ballistas. Mm-hmm. And those are like, big, torsion-powered projectile weapons, like giant crossbows. Oh, yeah. Um, like,
2: a thing like that. Like, the bolts themselves were uh, six, seven feet long.
0: Yeah. And that and when, a shield yeah, wall does not <laughs> <laughs> no against that.
2: No, a couple planks of oak are really going to do poorly against <laughs> and, something and that <laughs> shoots a six-foot-long spear at you mm. it's one thing to you know, catch someone else's spear when they hawk it it's another thing from a giant torsion powered mm-hmm.
0: crossbow um so 70 of the viking longships were captured on the beach and burned um but not all of them you know the, so okay i like to point this out 70 of the longships were burned and there were still plenty that got away
1: that was a really How many rain. long ships
0: yeah. was this that went down there? That's,
2: I think, at least seventy-three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe estimate, at possibly least. more. At <laughs>
0: least, um, but yeah. So the survivors sailed southward uh, to the Muslim-controlled lands, uh, burning Cadiz and Cadiz, Cadiz and Algiers. You're on your own Al- with that one. Al- it looks like Algeria, Algiersiris, Al- there- sure. Um before capturing Seville. Uh, they maintained control over Seville for a little over a month before being defeated by the army of the I, Umayyad. I that one. What's that? Sevilla. Oh, okay.
1: I, I, I know that one because I have an uncle that lives there. Um, we go visit, so... I know that. That so pronunciation. I know that one from the
0: barber of is. Seville, Listen, which has a wonderful... Yeah, that was the only one. they called it... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, they can call it Seville for <laughs> what right What did now. they uh, call it, Luke? Please. They called it whatever I said earlier in Luke. the recording. Seville. Um, Safe bet. No. Um... But yeah, they were they were run out uh, just over a month by um, an Umayyad Amir Abal Rahman the uh, second. The many of the surviving Vikings went back to their ships, uh, but in the ensuing slaughter, some one thousand of them were killed and thirty of their ships were set ablaze. So it, there was at least oh, one hundred and three. One hundred and three. <laughs> So Um, I mean
1: this was more than just like a a raid. Like Like, this yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like this was huge. Um, So like they were planning on either taking over the whole yeah. Oh, like they were they were
0: going on a raid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, this we got every caps. person we have ever met right. is on this raid. So
1: was anybody even left behind or they just grabbed uh, everybody and said, let's, let's go? Screw it.
0: They, yeah, they left too many people. people. <laughs> they said, you guys got this. We'll be back. Hopefully. I'm just kind of picturing
2: it like <laughs> an aquatic version of the Immortan Joe's army going off to capture Furiosa in Mad Max. Like just horde after horde of, of vehicles faces, coming down yeah. with mad drummers and guitarists <laughs> hanging off the front,
0: spray painting their that's faces. Spray paint, right. Yeah. Um, just they keep is, talking I about think, Valhalla. It's the same thing. I'm just, this yeah, is
1: it's such a huge. Game. Yeah, and I love like that's a crossover. The I other want other to see.
0: I love this. That uh, most of those Viking ships that were set ablaze were set ablaze by something the Vikings have never seen before: oh, Greek, Greek fire. fire. So, yeah. it burns the water. <laughs> I mean, it burns on water. Could it doesn't you, burn the water. Could you imagine that, though? They're like, why is the water on fire? Like, that, like, that is oh mind-blowing. That's like witchcraft ship right there. is on fire, and now the water <laughs> is on fire, and it's coming towards us. Holy Reginald,
2: shit. this was a bad idea. <laughs>
0: what have you done?
2: I've been telling you, Wilbur, we need to go back. <laughs> this is not right. That does not
0: burn. That puts out fires. And yeah, like yeah. they were hurling it from catapults, which they probably also had not seen before. Um, so completely new territory. That, that's the thing about the raids in the Mediterranean. That was the Mediterranean has been the home of culture for thousands and thousands of years. Oh, they knew how to yeah, the they know how to war. Oh, <laughs> against they've been each warring other. forever, and they have come up with stuff that people in Scandinavia had never even thought of. Like whoa, whoa. So you just you
1: don't you don't need an axe. Like, have
0: And they probably thought their boats looked silly until they got triremed from the side. And they're like, oh, that's why. <laughs> Those big, slow things. That was unexpected. And then I, I always like to think of, like, what these, you know, Norse Vikings thought when they landed in, you know, ex-Roman territories. And they're like, what the hell are all of these things? You can do that with rocks? Yeah. That doesn't have any runes on it. <laughs> yeah, and then we will fix this. Eric was here. <laughs> we you and we Eric. will. We Listen, I can't remember the name. I think it was um, the graffiti. Yeah, there's graffiti yep. in the. I think we talked about this on our episodes. Yeah, while the Hagia Sophia, like, right up in the top corner. Yeah.
2: They thought it was like this some religious thing. Then they wound up translated like it.
0: This was really high. Anyway, <laughs> just read it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, those Vikings. That would be like the group of us going to some, like, alien planet. Like, let's, just, let's write our names on. <laughs> let's go write <laughs> our names on the back of that toilet. <laughs> Skull was here. <laughs> <laughs> I have an I idea for it. another episode. Um,
2: we go to an alien planet.
0: And record an episode of Skull. Let's do it. Yeah. Done. In long ships. Melina, get on the uh, um, rocket ship creation. On it. Um I'll take. Fitness. I just, I just like to think of of that specifically. These Norse Vikings coming into the Mediterranean and just like, I mean, like I'm, what their thoughts would be. Whether they're like, "What the hell is all this? There's um, no mead anywhere. <laughs> what is this wine garbage? I need mead." And then they <laughs> I mean, drank a lot of it and it were like, honey, "This wine? is actually pretty good." Um. But yeah, uh, so more than 400 Vikings were captured at that battle. Uh, Almost all um, were hung from palm trees at... Sevilla. um, (laughs) Which, you know, that's a really pleasant mental picture. I'm
1: like, palm trees, that doesn't sound so bad. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that should not be the reaction.
0: And it it says that... um, It's not the worst reaction.
2: I mean, I definitely did not have a similar one. Just imagine strolling through the palm fields at night, Vikings gently swaying from the palm tree. It's really romantic.
0: (laughs) I I did not see that scene in Aladdin. No. That's because
2: it doesn't take place in Sevilla.
0: Well, I'm talking about the the magic carpet ride. They could have gone there.
2: No, they could have. They could have. They, yes, that was
0: under the palm trees that they cruised right over the top of. And he's uh, like, "Look, Princess Jasmine, the bodies of our enemies." <laughs> <laughs> Let's go see shining, shimmering now. Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, on this raid, it is estimated that only a quarter of this expedition made it back alive.
2: So oh. based on that, if we lost you know a thousand and one of those, four hundred were captured. And if a quarter of them made back, that's a large group of folk.
0: Yeah, it's it's
1: uh, the biggest raid that I've heard of so far that we've done. Yeah.
0: Well, I know the I know the raid on Paris or the siege of Paris was pretty big, too. Yes. Um, Paris
2: is a major city.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. But
1: I mean, I think they knew how to take Paris like that was something that they were prepared for. Were they not? Versus the Mediterranean, where they're kind of like, oh, it's probably like another Paris, well, I and think, like they're coming I think, in thinking I think like the
0: Mediterranean guys were able to adapt better than the Franks, yeah, because yeah. they were like, wait, 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 wait. Because <laughs> if you look at those two kingdoms, they had been warring with each other, so they were they were good on that whole war thing. Like we we got this, we got this. They may get one, but we'll we'll run them out of here, right? Which I mean. they did.
2: Going through, it's just different technologies will have different strengths over other things. It's rock paper mm. scissors certain things are going to work really well against one thing and go very poorly against another.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, counting on your surprise, your speed, your rapid response, and lack of preparedness, you'll do great. Yeah. Ballistas and Greek fire.
0: Yeah. And again, they, they the Vikings also can adapt just as well, but this was their first foray down there, and they were like, we're just going to do their the same forayed. thing. Their first forayed. You're fired. Um, that's fair (laughs) um, I can't dispute that (laughs) But uh, so between 859 and 861 there were another spat of Viking raids apparently belonging to a single group Um, despite some elaborate tales from later sources little is actually known about these attacks Um, but after uh, unsuccessful raids on both northern Iberia and Al-Alandus uh, the Vikings seem to have raided other Mediterranean targets, possibly, but not certainly, including Italy, Alexandria, Constantinople. Are you sure it was not Istanbul? Uh, it was not yet. <laughs> and uh, maybe, you know, it l- like it makes sense that they would winter in Francia to make these raids. It doesn't right. make sense to go back to Denmark.
2: No, by the time mm-hmm. they got there, they just have to turn around and go back.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think touching on Constantinople, I want to talk about, uh, well, we brought it up before, but I want to talk a little bit about the Varangian guard, the, uh, um, the Viking, uh, personal bodyguards of the, was it the Eastern Roman empires?
2: By all means, continue talking about
0: yes, it. Yes. I, I love like, again, the thought of that, these traders and warriors came and raided these places. And traders with the
2: like, T, not traders with this or with a D, not with a T.
0: Not with a T. Yes. Yeah. Um, That they would come and, you know, to these, you know, massive places and stuff like that. And then they were like, you guys are kind of badasses. How about (laughs) you protect our emperor? They're like, okay. Mm -hmm. And from a lot of reports, the uh, historical reports, they never spoke Greek. Like, that was kind of how they kept their unit cohesion. They all spoke some Norse Scandinavian language, which means, like, because... If you've studied the Roman Empire, a big thing about the Roman Empire is if you can get in with the guards, if you can get in with the centurions, with who's guarding, the Praetorian Guard, if you can get Mm -hmm. in with those guys, you're good. It's kind of hard to get in with guys that you can't speak to, (laughs) that you don't comprehend the same language, that you guys... You know, you, it's hard to come to understandings. And then that's just the, the linguistic aspect of it, not talking about the cultural aspect of it. It's like, no, we swore our loyalty to this guy. Mm. Swore Whoa, it on what, our arm what rings. Are you? What are you doing? I mean, get the hell out of here. Yeah. A stupid senator guy. <laughs> Axe to the face. One of those... Un, spontaneous, know, spontaneous cases. Spontaneous to the face. Rather unfortunate. It does. And, yeah, I just... I don't know. I've always I've always loved the Veringian Guard and just... We said the, the graffiti and the Hagia Sophia, and just like the impact that they had on an entire other culture. And it was a relatively small group. Um, and I'm trying to remember the name, I believe it's called Northlanders. There's a graphic novel about a um, I have it about a <sighs> I have the
1: whole first um, the trade. The trade. Yeah. Yeah. Where so, if you
0: guys want to part, it's the Viking, the garden. He goes back home to the Faroe Islands. I was going to
1: ask you guys about this later too. So, so good. I'm just saying, I um, will. Whoever whoever wants it first, let me know.
0: I think he. I think he gets it because I've I've read. I've
2: yeah, read I have not it. even heard of this, it's which amazing. is oh yeah, my Brian goodness, Wood, I oh, the really? arts yeah. in there. Ooh.
1: Ooh. There's three trades right now. I have the first one, so I'll let you definitely I'll read it. that yeah. that's that was going to be my next segment. <laughs> so we can talk-, talk about
0: that after you read it. That's another segment. We <laughs> yeah, can that was that was going to be
1: my next segment. So I was going to pass that one on
2: to you. We'll guys, have a crossover episode with Utah's graphic novel book club. Yes,
0: it'd be excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't until the second half of the 10th century that the Viking raids, uh, the Viking raiders attacked Iberia again. Uh, the bulk of the renewed Viking raid on Iberia were. Uh, Confined to the Christian kingdoms of the north, so they stopped messing with the the Muslims because I feel like well, they weren't really having a lot of success. No, <laughs> like it makes a lot more. Th- trees. Let's not well, do let's, that again. It's let's the kind on, of thing that really on. puts a crimp on your vacation. Mm, you're right. A bit. Um, so uh, yeah, Galicia was
2: attacked. Uh, they came back again around 951, 965, and the year after that <laughs> had some naval battles in the area, which you know. Vikings, they they, they, they like their naval going. battles. Yeah. They, they like the seas.
0: As long as there's not Greek fire involved, they're okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: Or ballistas mounted to the front of boats.
2: Or, you know, a larger ship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: a couple years later, a Viking army of, under the command of Gunrod was defeated by the Galician forces. Uh, they killed the Bishop of Santiago de Compostela. And with the death of their chief, the Galician warriors dispersed and the Vikings conquered the area. Got the head off the snake. Congratulations! You're in charge, at least for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. After that, they did lose. After the defeat in the Battle of Fornelos, it left Galicia without any authority capable of facing the Vikings. So for three years, they just hung out for a while. <laughs> they'd loot the area. They'd go on their regions. And they, they lived the perfect Viking life. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean... They hung out. They attacked... There were and three good Viking years. Right. For them, that's actually pretty decent.
1: I'm going to say, how long do they usually stay somewhere, though? So They usually stayed
0: for a season, maybe yeah, a year. Yeah, so right. Because they'd go that there was... and they'd raid in the spring. If they were really successful, they'd stay through the winter. And and you know, and if then they had just they would, had a late raid. And then they would be like, okay, we're going to raid again in the spring, and then we'll go home before the winter hits. Yeah, cool. for the
2: most part, it wasn't settling. It was raiding to bring back resources.
1: Yeah, and this one was more... Well, a little, like, semi-settling, I guess. I don't
2: know. They're so much further away. That's true. They had to. So if you're going to stay down there, you can't just make a weekend trip. You go down there for an extended voyage to then come back and bring that much more loot. Which, you know, in yeah. nine seventy they were surprised and defeated by Count Gonzalo Sanchez upon return. When he, yeah, returned to Rio de Farol, where they had stranded ships. After that, the Galician troops captured Gunrod and many of his warriors and executed them all.
0: Ooh. Just straight murder. <laughs> just straight murder. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a different time. I mean, and and it's also was. fair. If you'd spent <laughs> the last three matters being
2: pillaged and yeah, raided. Right.
1: I mean, I kind of, yeah, I can see where you would have done that too. Justified
2: though. murder. So. Right. You don't give them, let them off with a slap on the wrist.
1: No. <laughs> just when they thought they were, like, in the good, kind of. Right. <laughs> So yeah, yeah trips to the got,
0: Mediterranean lax, were not in did. their favor. Um, so yeah, so there sporadic Viking assaults continued through the north of Spain, even into the 11th century. In uh, the year 1008, Galatia and the Duro region were attacked, uh, and in 1014 or 1015, a major raid was launched against the city of Tui at the mouth of the Mino River. Yeah. Um, The Vikings managed to successfully capture the bishop and many of the town's inhabitants. Galatia was attacked again. Poor Galatia. (laughs) In 1028. Uh, The last recorded raids occurred during the period between uh, 1047 and 1066 when, help me with this name, Crinos...
1: Crison...
0: Crisonius? The bishop. Sure, Crisonius, the Bishop of Santiago. Uh, fought several battles against the Vikings. They had a religious leader out there fighting. And if we know anything about this time, if you put a giant cross in front of a, a flag, people fight insanely. So, mm. yeah, fair enough.
2: I mean, I was looking through at a map because, you know, Galicia gets a lot of attention, mm. which makes sense. Because if you look at Spain, it's you know kind of shaped like a square. Mm. And it's in the northwestern corner. So you're coming so in, like you right come down north from of, France, north of you go Portugal. across, yeah, just like right north on Portugal on mm. that corner.
0: Those poor bastards.
2: I mean, it <laughs> makes sense. You come down, you swing past France, you go over, before you head south, you're like, oh, this looks, looks nice. Galicia. <laughs> Perfect.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Italy and Sicily. So this is kind of where it gets a little... Um, a lot of these, like a lot of the history I found talks a lot about like the Normans invading down there, um, which we've, we've talked before. Makes the Normans sense. are the descendants of, uh, Rolo was their first king or their first, uh, whatever, lord right. of that land. So these are all Northmen. So I, I found a bunch and I was like, I'm going to count that because they're basically that. Yeah. They still Aww. spoke Scandinavian. Like you know, with like hints of French and stuff like that, but right um, so around 860, the emeritus of Noamie and I the annals say, yes. uh, yeah. and the annals of Saint Berlin provide contemporary evidence for uh, Vikings based in Francia proceeding to Iberia and then to Italy. Makes sense right
2: um, and I think it's important to remember like the reason they went down that way is because you're from Norway. In Normandy, you don't want to sail all the way around mm-hmm. through Spain, Portugal, down the south bottom, through the Straits of Gibraltar, mm-hmm. and then Italy.
0: Just go overland. It's much shorter. And rivers. Yeah. Right. There's plenty of rivers there. Hmm. That's um, a lot easier. So, uh, three or four 11th century Swedish runestones actually mention Italy, uh, memoriz- uh, memorializing warriors who died at Langobardland. Uh, the Old Norse name for the southern Italy, uh, Langobardia Minor. Yes, uh, it seems. It seems clear that rather than being Normans, these men were for, were Virindian mercenaries fighting for Byzantium, which we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, Varingians may have been deployed as mercenaries in Italy against the Arabs as early as 936. Um,
2: and I think it's kind of neat looking at the dates. Because the Vikings went or the Norse went everywhere. This is all happening around 8-900. They're attacking, you know, Spain. They're in Normandy. Nine eleven was
0: in the right siege here. of Paris. Right. Like, yeah. These guys are so, everywhere all at the same time, yeah. sporadically. And
2: clearly they're not just raiding. Mm-hmm. These yeah. are trading expeditions. These are just exploration, people wandering. So they got they're, you know, Scandinavian fingers in everything.
0: And like they even have the evidence because they obviously made contact with the Silk Road because they're mm-hmm. Viking burial mounds with little Buddha statues in them. Right.
2: So, so there, there's a lot to be said. There's trade. There's commerce. There's exploration. There is a cultural exchange because they went on the raids, because they'd settle places and they'd move in and interact with everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's not just... Vikings, where they're burning, pillaging, and everything else—it's an actual exploration and an attempt to integrate with other cultures and spots. Yeah. The Fringian Guard, for example, mm-hmm. they're there because for example, yeah.
0: they got—they're there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're here; um, may as well stay for a while. So uh, later, uh, several Anglo-Danish and Norwegian nobles participated in the Norman conquest of southern Italy. Harold Haralda, or Harada, later uh, became the king of Norway, uh, seems to have been involved with the Norman conquest of Sicily between 1038 and 1040 under William de Houtville, um, who won his nickname Iron Arm by defeating the emir of Syracuse in single combat, which is awesome, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and a Lombard contingent led by Ardun, uh, Edgar the Aetheling, who left England in 1086, Went there, Jarl Erling Skal, or Skal, Skak. Skak.
2: There are K's in there. Wow.
0: <laughs> uh, won his nickname after battle against the Arabs in Sicily. Um, on the other hand, many Anglo-Danish rebels fleeing William the Conqueror joined the Byzantines in their struggle against Robert, Robert, discard. I almost said Robert because it, the last name was very French-looking. Or um, Italian.
1: I mean, you can say Roberto.
0: Uh, he was the uh, Duke of Apulia in southern Italy. So, definitely more Italian? Yes, definitely. So, I should have moved <laughs> my arms a lot. Saying, yeah. <laughs> a little um, bit more. <laughs> well, we went there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, and then if we also talk, uh, like, kind of wrap it up, the, they also went to the Islamic Levant, which is. Uh, Wow, uh, like North Africa. Yeah, North area. Africa, that
2: whole... Oh, yeah, i to the name of
0: the... Algeria. There you go. That's the name of the country that's there now. Yes. Um, yeah. So the well-known... Uh, Harold Hadrata. Um ...would also serve the Byzantine emperor in Palestine, as well as raiding in North Africa. The Middle East, uh, as far east as Armenia, and the island of Sicily in the 11th century, uh, as recounted by Snorri Sturluson's. You get this last one, too. I'm Skringle. Yeah, that. Um, I'm so you,
1: you say it so well.
0: I just say it he quickly. He just says
2: it fast.
1: I know,
0: but like, <laughs> and I'm like, hard term. even person. if I try
1: to say it that quickly, it wouldn't come out that right.
2: <laughs> I make no guarantees it was right. I just made sure to get the letters.
1: I kinda um, feel like it's right. Which is why I
2: shouldn't read French because <laughs> I read the letters. Um, uh, But evidence of Norse (laughs) Norse ventures into (laughs) Arabia
0: and Central Asia can be found in runestones erected in Scandinavia by the relatives of fallen Viking adventurers. Uh, Several of these uh, refer to men who died in Skirkland, Skirkland, uh, possibly Arabia. Um, But meanwhile, in the eastern Mediterranean, the Norse, referred to as the Rus, Mm -hmm. um, were viewed uh, more as merchant warriors who were primarily associated with trade and business and uh, only one uh, detailed account of a Viking burial comes from Ibn Fahalan, who is going to be m- our favorite person when we talk about this uh, later on. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, at times, this trading relationship 13, 4, would yeah. break down into violence. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Rus armadas raided in the Caspian on at least three occasions in 910, 912, and 943. Yeah. Um, and like
2: a lot of what we get about. Viking burial rights comes from that uh, account by Ibn Fadlan which you can read in uh, Eaters of the Dead hmm. or the actual historical record and, of and Ibn Fadlan there's
0: also, yeah there's also a book by Judith Gabriel called Among the Norse Tribes The Remarkable Account of Ibn Fadlan um, yeah. but yeah that the I, mean, I might have brought this up before but the very first historical cliffhanger was by this guy because he told the the fantastic story that you hear in eaters of the dead and stuff like that which is the, the
2: book that the 13th warrior was based off of. Yes,
0: and the very last line that was found it was is like saying goodbye to all of these viking men that he have met that he has met and then it ends with but then and we have nothing else after that. It was jerk. like but but what else but but what And then <laughs> So it's the like very first historical cliffhanger. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's just kind of, again, there's a lot more that we could go into this, but trying to keep it under 14 hours, um, we just covered some <laughs> of the big And slightly ones. interesting, because history um,
2: can get a bit dry when we're going through recounting dates. Mm. But it's the stories of the people. And I think like, that's one of the reasons I started really liking history, when I'm like, wait a second.
0: This these is just actually, a story. Yeah, and these are actually people. They're not, you know, yeah. this is a real person that did this. That's insane. Mm-hmm.
2: And then you realize how interconnected everything is. Mm-hmm. Like going yeah. through like the Normans and the impact they had on England because yeah. of, you know, the Vikings, the Ring Guard back in the Roman Empire. And just everything fits because it's this big massive sea of humanity. Mm-hmm. And it's the story of what we've figured out happened based on the few things that survive over the millennium. Mm. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. And I'm a big dork. (laughs) (laughs) We all are. That's why we're here. This is Um, true. Right. Uh, you guys have anything else before we wrap this one up? No, that's about it. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Give us some feedback, some stuff you might want us to talk about, um, correcting us on our horrible pronunciation. Um, On Luke's horrible pronunciations? Um, (laughs) Just let us know. And thanks for listening, and check us out next time. Skull. Skull.
1: Skull.